All right. Let's just jump in here and see what happens. God's good. Hey, by the way, the uh, zone change occurred. We, we got it. Zone change on our property. Yeah, that's good. So now it's, now it's going in for the CUP, which is a conditional use permit, which my understanding is basically the same thing as a zone change, only it takes twice as long. So uh, let's just believe God for the collapse of time on that, and things are coming together well, and uh, uh, everything that we plan to do costs a lot more than we thought it would, so this is going to be a trip, man. This is awesome. Amen. It's really cool, you know, because I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's just awesome. It, what's awesome is that the more, more and more people from outside of us, you know, in the city and different uh, contractors, subcontractors, all the different people that come by, and they're all, they're all excited about what God's doing there. And it's, I think sometimes we're right in the middle of it, and, we're, you know, we're kind of uh, maybe we, we just kind of, I don't know, maybe we get used to it. or we're just, it's not, no, They're watching, and, the, and the, the city is blown away. You know, people in our community are blown away at what God's doing. And so make sure that you're kind of alert, right, paying attention because God's doing some. Look at somebody, tell them God's moving in your life. You don't even know it. Tell them. You know what happens is a lot of times what we do is we're, all, we're always looking for the wrong stuff. We, we, got, we got the right end picture maybe in mind, but we're, we're expecting something different, you know, and, and uh, you, you're, you're wanting a breakthrough in your marriage, and so what you're praying for is that God would change your spouse. Well, that don't make sense, right? I mean, you know, God changed my spouse, but really what has to happen is that you've got to look at yourself. You change yourself, and all of a sudden the entire environment gets better. Hello, somebody? You, you know, you, you're, wanting, you're, you're wanting things to go better at work, and so you're asking God to give you a new boss or a new employee or, or new something. And God said, listen, why don't, why don't we give your boss a new employee? Why, why, don't we, why don't you let me change you from the inside out? And all of a sudden, your life will get better. Why, why don't you own it? And because God's given you, how many of you know that God's given you dominion over your life, over your situation? Nobody else has that. I mean, hopefully you don't have somebody else sitting on the throne of your life. You know, hopefully it's not the guy that you just, you know, when you go to work and you see him coming and you wish he wasn't there and, and your skin crawls and you're going the other way, that dude is on the throne of your life. Get him off the throne, man. And, and, and take dominion for your heart, for your life, and, and realize that, you know what, God's empowered you to, to really make changes in the environment that you live in. You're blessed. You've been equipped by God, positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. Live, live that way. Amen. Get that mindset that just says, I am blessed. Amen. And look for the right stuff. You know, James, he said, you know, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to look for, uh, you know, if you, if you don't know what you're doing, he said, go ahead and ask God. God. God giveth liberally wisdom to all men. He said, if you lack wisdom, ask God. If you don't know what to do, ask him. He'll tell you. I think some of us are afraid to ask because <laughs> we, we, we already know what he's going to tell us. You know, just close your pie hole. You'll be safer. You know, just be quiet. Shut your mouth. Don't talk for a while. We're, we're wanting him to silence everybody else, and God needs us to shut up. Hello, somebody. You know, we could have, we could have a real breakthrough. We could have a real breakthrough if we could just learn to control ourselves. Well, I'll just preach. Okay. So that has nothing to do with where I'm going, but sort of maybe. I can work it in. Second uh, Samuel 22, check this out. Second da David, David is, is in a good mood. Listen to what he says. David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him. Look at that, past tense. 
David spoke the, uh, uh, the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of... So how many would think it would be cool to be delivered from the hand of all your enemies? Huh? To, to, have, to have victory over all your enemies. Wouldn't that, to be delivered from the hand of all... You, you'd be singing too, wouldn't you? Man, you, all of a sudden, you know, you, you, your, your tune has changed. Well, how I many you know he has already equipped you? He has already delivered you from the hand of all your enemies. You, you, you study the life of David after this. There's a lot of challenges, a lot of battles, a lot of stuff he goes through. But this is the day he had the revelation. God has delivered me from the hand of all my enemies. What you need is a re- you need a revelation that God has delivered me from the hand of all my enemies. You know, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Any tongue that rises against me, I can condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the living God. You know, uh, if God is for me, who cares who's against me? The Lord is on my side. I have been delivered from the hand of all my enemies. I'm telling you, you need to get a revelation. You're complaining about stuff that you have authority over. Come on now, you, you know, we're getting beat up by stuff that if we would rise up, we, we, we could just have, you know, remember that commercial, uh, could have had a V8. Could have had a victory. You know, you need to bonk yourself on the head. And if you don't want to, we'll do that for you. We have, we have people in that ministry, they have that ministry gift, they're head bonkers, right? Could have had a victory, but had a divorce instead. Could have had a victory. But, you know, we're having a memorial service instead. Could have had a victory, but had a knockdown drag out instead. Could have had a victory, but got fired and looking for a new job instead. Could have had a victory. You know what? You have been delivered from the hand of all your enemies. Look, listen to the song that he sang, verse 2. He said, uh, the Lord is my rock. How many of you know that ain't ever going to change? Yeah, I mean, can't you just have like some confidence in that, 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 that the Lord is your rock and the Lord is your fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. Well, wait, if God was my deliverer, if I'd been delivered from the hand of all my enemies, then why are they all out there? Well, the, the word delivered doesn't mean uh, to be translated. I think a lot of us think that if we're delivered from our trouble, that what that means is we'll be picked up from where we are. We'll be translated to a white sandy beach. We'll be sitting down on a cabana drinking drinks with an umbrella sticking out of it. That's translated. Delivered means to be equipped to fight and win. You've been equipped to fight and to win. It doesn't mean there ain't going to be no battle. It means that there's not, there's not going to be battle you can't win. Okay? And he said, the Lord is my deliverer. Look at verse 3. The God of my strength in whom I will trust. You know what we got to do? We got to get to place back uh, in, in, in the heart of the believer where we actually have a trust in the strength of our God, where, where we trust the Lord with all our heart and aren't leaning to our own understanding. We got to get to the place where we have real trust in God. He's the shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. He saves me from violence. Verse 4 says that I call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. 
guys, we got we got to get this on the inside of us that we just uh, you know maybe change the thing that we're looking for. Maybe you're just looking for the wrong thing, and what you need to look for is, is instead of looking for a gift, you need to look for the giver of gifts, and you need to connect to God in a relational fashion that causes you to to recognize and renew trust. In, in God who's never failed you, never forsaken you, never left you, never forgotten you, never moved away from you, n- never left you on your own, never let go of you, never, 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 never. You need to be celebrating the fact that God is on my side. I just trust God. I mean, just trusting God, regardless of what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I'm just going to trust God. What if we end up looking like the fool? Ah, well, we'll be the fool who trusts God. Huh? You know, we, we want God to do some big things, but we get, we get weirded out by little stuff. You were weirded out right there, I could tell. It don't take a whole lot. It, you know, it just doesn't take a whole lot to, to get, get a lot of people messed up. They quickly, quickly, we, we, we lose our peace. You know, Isaiah 32, 18 says, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation. You know, that the more you know about God, can I just tell you this real quick, that the more you know about God, the greater the level of your trust is going to be. I mean, the more you know God, the easier it is to trust him. And all of a sudden, and you know what's tied to trust is your commitment. Okay, commitment is connected to trust. So you you can you can make a commitment as long as you trust uh, that the person or the thing that you're making this commitment to is is not going to waver. Well, I mean, you know, God's not going to waver, which is why you know that's why we can put our trust in Him. And the Bible t- tells us that if, if we, I mean, think about it, Acts sixteen thirty two, and the message says, "Put your entire trust in the Master Jesus, and you'll live the life you're meant to, and your whole house too." I mean, think about, think about the power of that commitment and that trust. Think what that does to the power of darkness. That when you put your entire trust in the master Jesus, you end up living the life you were meant to. So the life that he, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that he has prearranged and made ready a good life for you to live. That we are uh, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good work that which he had prearranged, made ready for us to live. If, if you put your entire trust in the master Jesus, you can't be separated from the life that God's created you to live. Well, hell is all messed up by that because their job is to get you to separate from the life that God's created you to live. So the, so the enemy's doing everything he can to sabotage your trust. He's, he's, he's getting you to look for stuff. You're looking for the wrong things. If your trust isn't growing, you're looking for the wrong things. But if you see the right things, I guarantee you, you're going, to find, you're going to find a trust that makes commitment absolutely easy. But so what's the enemy do? He tries to stir stuff up. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm. You know, he just stirs stuff up. You know, maybe you've got a friend and, and just, you know, uh, uh, he, you have a friend that's all, when you guys are all together, they, you always have this one guy who's always just kind of stirring stuff up. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Just stirring stuff up. Yesterday, yesterday I got to go play in a golf tournament for Faith Assembly. 
and I was sitting there, and you know, Pastor Daryl Johnson's sitting there, and a bunch of his guys are there, and and uh, and they come up to me, and and they they ask me because one of the guys says, "Well, he doesn't know who I am or nothing." He comes up and he's, he says, uh, uh, "How did you get to meet uh, Daryl?" He says, "Obviously, you know Daryl. How, how did you get to meet Daryl?" I said, "Well, I am his uh, uh, substance abuse coach, and when when he goes out at night and gets drunk, he calls me. I'll pick him up and drive him home." And the, and the dude's like, just, what? I said, oh, yeah, go ask him. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always somebody messing with stuff, you know. Just about time you get it where you need it. <laughs> I probably won't be invited back next year, but I had a good time at the tournament. I even won some prizes and stuff. Okay. What the enemy wants to do is mess with your life and stir stuff up. But Jesus, Jesus trying to get a message across. Look at John 14, 27. He said, peace, I'm leaving with you. My peace. How many of you know that his peace is probably different than your peace? Your peace lasts about 35 minutes. His peace, read, read his life, and, and you find out, you know, he's got peace. This is a peace that will keep you resting in the middle of a hurricane. You know, when, when, when the boat's rocking and everybody thinks we're dying, we got to get Jesus, and they got to go wake him up. Hello, somebody. We're talking about peace. Psalms uh, 119, verse 165 says, Great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them, cause them to fall, stumble, quit, or fail. Great peace, great, great peace. Not, we ain't talking about your little mini peace. The peace Jesus is talking about is a peace that's bigger than your ability to understand. I think that's what, how the Bible describes it, that there's a peace which is above your understanding, which will keep your heart and mind riveted on him. Jesus said, I want to introduce you to a peace that will help you build a confidence, that will just shatter anything that's trying to rip from your grip the, the reality the, uh, of my word in your life. He said, I, 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 let not your heart be troubled. So in other words, uh, you know, in Ephesians 4, it says, uh, give no place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. The word place, I love words. The word place is a position of effectual opportunity. The Bible tells us that the only way that the enemy gets a position of effectual opportunity in, our, in your life is if you grant him access. So think about that for just a minute. Uh, you know, the people that you, that you like to give gifts to and, and the gift that you've given, because when you give something to somebody, you give it, you know, a gift is something that's given to somebody who's done nothing to deserve it. So, you, you know, they didn't earn it. The enemy hasn't earned access. You gave, you gave him a gift. And he said, he said Jesus, this is Jesus talking, and he said, let not your heart be troubled. Let not, you, let not your heart be troubled. Now, there's a difference between being troubled and being in trouble. A lot of people end up in trouble in their heart. because you know, it's, all, it's really because of the heart. Their heart's in trouble. How did their heart get in trouble? Well, they let it be troubled first. If you let your heart be troubled, it won't be long till you're in trouble. You, would you like to put a stop to the trouble and stop letting it be troubled? And you won't be in trouble near as often. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Stop it. Remember that Bob Hartman video? He does the counseling thing. Did you see that? How many remember Bob Hartman? Four of us. I should have showed that video. 
bring this person into his office. He's like a, a psychologist. They bring him into the office, and, and she starts telling her story. She's getting counseling or something, and he just finally just says, he just cuts her off and says, stop it. That's actually where I got trained for counseling. Uh, look, at the, look at this verse in, in the Amplified Bible. Drop down there where it's, you know, near the end. It says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. You know, it's, it's not about, it's, it's really not about the fact that you're getting angry or that you're getting upset. No, what, what it's about is that you're allowing situations to move you emotionally and you end up in a place that you shouldn't be because you were moved by something that shouldn't have moved you. Think about all the people that you and I know that are in a spot they shouldn't be in. They have no business at all being in that spot, and they wouldn't be in that spot had they not let their heart be troubled. But since they let their heart be troubled, they were moved, and now they're in a spot they shouldn't be in. Come on now, you're getting something today. You, you, you can't, he said, stop allowing yourself to be agitated, to be stirred up, to be shaken, to be, to be moved. Don't permit yourself. Don't allow you. Come on, take control. Let not your heart. Let's get it straight. You got to take ownership, your heart. Let not your heart be true. You take control. Do not permit yourself to be fearful. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Stop it. Come on, stop it. You, you're looking for the promise of God in your life. You want the production of God's promise. You want God life. Come on, don't you? I want God life results in my life. Well, then I can't allow myself to be agitated and disturbed. I can't allow myself to be fearful. I can't permit myself to be intimidated. Can't, you can't permit it. You got you got you got you got to have a strong commitment to the word of God. Well, yeah, but I'm not strong enough. We, well, then that's an indicator that you don't know him well enough. You're looking at everything else, but see your ability to have a commitment that that that'll outlast the storm. You're committed to that it is is birthed out of trust and that trust is based on your relationship with him. Your ability to trust God is not based on how easy life is. Well, if stuff was easier, it'd be easier to trust. No, if stuff was easier, you wouldn't have to know him as well. And so now you, you got to take ownership and you got to, you know, basically what he's saying is, I want you to live a lifestyle uh, that is superior to those who are under the influence of the enemy. You know, when you allow yourself to be agitated and disturbed, when you permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled, what are you doing? You're living under the influence of the enemy. Well, if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, where'd it come from? Well, it'd be the other guy. Look at somebody say it's the other guy. Okay. Just, just, okay. If, if God says my people live in a peaceful habitation. Well, if, you're, if your habitation is disturbed, where'd that come from? Tell him it's the other guy. If you're intimidated, God, God's, not, God's not giving you a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, sound mind. You don't have to, you don't have to be a coward. You don't have to be afraid. 
You do not have to be unsettled. Well, but if you are, understand it. You're under the influence of the enemy. That's not, that's not influenced by God. And, and he's saying, listen, you ought to live a lifestyle that's superior to the lifestyle that people who are under the influence of your enemy that they live under. Not saying that we're better than they are. I'm saying that we live better than they live. We act better. Why? Because we're not under that influence anymore. We got Jesus peace. Look at somebody, tell them, I got Jesus peace. <laughs> not going to end up in the wrong place. I'm ending up in the right place. And I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going to let stuff, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let stuff mess with me. But you know, well, but it's so hard, you know, people dealing, you know, constantly, I mean, we could take all of those things and break them down. Let's just do, don't permit yourself to be fearful. Let's talk about fearful. How to be, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to believe God and we're going to, we're going to follow God and we're going to, you know, uh, just as a body, you know, when we bought the property up at Southridge, how many of that is kind of scary. See, I just want you to understand that, uh, that, that it is not the absolute, well, well, you mean I'm never supposed to feel fear again? No, you're never supposed to let fear make your decisions again. Right? Because, you know, when, 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 when we started talking about buying property up at Southridge, hey, the trustees, and you can talk to Alan and Diane today if you'd like to, the trustees got together, we started praying, and we were thinking, we feel like maybe God wants us to do this. Then we all looked at each other and said, said what? What if, it, what, what if this don't work? There's all kinds of fear that you have to deal with. All kinds of, you, you deal with it every day. You know, we're, we're, we're just going to go possess this building. You know, it's scary to tell the guy what we want to pay for it. You know, it, it's fearful. You know, I'm telling you what, man, you, but you just can't allow fear to make your decisions. Fear is the product of an unbelief. Come on, if you know, if you know that, uh, let's see, how do, how do we put this down in, in a way that people can really get it? I mean, I mean, just think with me for just a minute. Uh, uh, you, got, you, got, you got somebody with you, you know. Um, maybe, maybe you're just not the world's biggest, strongest guy, right? Uh, maybe I, I just need to borrow somebody little. Come here, bro. Come with me. Come with me. Be bold. Be brave. Okay. Just, okay. Life's coming up against him, and, and there's stuff that's trying to, trying to pick on him and mess with him. And how many of you know that your enemy's a bully? Huh? Your enemy's a bully. But the Bible says, I have strength for all things through Christ. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ. who's infusing me with inner strength. I got what it takes to win or succeed in any given situation. But, the, but you have, you have these forces coming against you, but you're not, well, how's this going to work? But well, well, God begins to give you backup, right? Come here, TJ, come here. Uh, come here, Stephen. Come here, Keith. You guys just kind of, you know, just get behind him and, and just, you know, get, get, get in there and get with him. And wherever he goes now, you, you guys are with him. Now, before he was on his own, but look, check this out. But now wherever he goes, we'll walk towards your dad. It makes a better video. Just walk towards your daddy. Okay. And, and make, making videos. You're supposed to be taking pictures. You're, you're way back. Come, this, come back this way. It's a lot easier to, uh, you know, to make a commitment to follow through when you go, you got backup. Right? Now just take him right down the center aisle. Get him off my platform. Okay. <laughs> now, now, I don't care which way you go now, dude. Don't look at me. Okay, but, 
it's easier, it's easy when you know you got it, right? And what the enemy's trying to get you to do is to doubt that those guys are actually going to come through. But after a few steps in life, and that's good, give them all a hand. They're all big, you know. You believe, you, it's easy to believe now because, man, they're there, right? So but if you want to locate your fear, all, all you got to do is locate your unbelief. I don't believe they're going to back me up. I don't believe God's going to come through with what he said. I don't, and you, you build, you, you know, you structure your belief and strengthen it on, on his promises, and you can eliminate the fear. If you can trust what God said, listen to me, if you can trust what God said, you, you, it's not that you won't have to deal with agitation. It's not that you won't have to deal uh, w- with disturbances. It's not that you won't have to deal with fear or intimidation or, or any of that. It's just that you won't have to bow to it. Because all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm trusting what God said. My trust, my trust my trust. Uh, look at Isaiah 26.3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The Amplified says because he's committed to you. The, the, your, you, you will keep him. Who, who's, how are you going to keep him in perfect peace? Well, it's because it's his word. His word, well, it, the guy whose mind is filled with and, and established in the word of God, he's going to have perfect peace. Why? Because he knows who's traveling with him. I got backup. I'm not on my own. I have perfect peace. And trust becomes the expression of your commitment. You're standing on the promise. Remember uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. When you read that, it says, hey, we, we know God's able to deliver us. But even if he don't, we still ain't bowing. Where does that, that's a commitment. That's a trust. Why? Because they believed in God. See, I, I, here's what you got to do. You got to understand something that the enemy's trying to, to, to break down your faith. He's trying to sabotage your faith. Uh, Jesus, Jesus even told his guys, he said, you know, I'm praying that your faith fail not. You know, and your faith is kind of like your confidence, Right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and you find that faith is confidence. Hebrews 10, 35 says, don't throw away your confidence. So your faith can fail and your confidence you can let go of. But where, where, where God's trying to get us to, to live is in a place where even if our faith is, is, is wavering and our confidence has been thrown away, but our commitment remains sure. See, you... you, you the more, the more you know God, the, the greater trust is you're going to have in God, the greater trust you have in God, the easier it is to maintain your commitment to God, to his word. And you get committed. You get committed, and I'm telling you, because uh, the, uh, the, the Bible says the just shall live by faith, right? But you, let, let me tell you, uh, the, 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 there's one, one of the four places where it says the just shall live by faith. It says the just shall live by his faith. It's really not even your faith, but it's his faith operating in you. It, 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 Galatians says that it is not I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. And, and the life I now live, I live by the faith of one of the one who died and gave himself for me. So you have this ability to stand in, 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 and just be, I mean, totally committed to the Word of God. And regardless of the size of the storm, you're not wavering. You're not bending. 
You know, I think what we're looking for, we're looking for the wind to stop. We're, we're looking for the scary stuff to, not, to, to dissipate. We're looking for the stuff, you know, to, to just go our way. It ain't ever going to go your way. That's why he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Because if you do, it won't be long till you're in trouble. You want to stay out of trouble? Stay committed to the promise. Stay committed to the promise. It's going to get scary. Listen to me. It's going to get scary. 365 times in the Bible it says, fear not or be not dismayed. makes a reference to not living in fear. 365 times, that's one for every day of the year. Why, Why in the world would the Bible say so often, fear thou not? Because it's going to get scary. But don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let your heart be afraid. Stand on the promise of God. Don't cave in, give up, and quit. Be committed. If you're wavering in your commitment, press into your relationship. Don't, don't, look, don't look for the wind to stop. Don't look for the, uh, uh, you know, the, the rain to quit. Don't, don't look for the storms to pass. Look for the relationship to develop. Man, get into the word. 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 Yeah, but they say I'm losing my job. Get into the word. My, my, my wife says she's leaving me. You better get into the word. Quit asking God to mess with her. Let God mess with you a little bit. Right? Well, the doctor says I'm going to die. Get into the word. My son, attend to my words, hearken to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find that health and healing to all their flesh. You need the word. Well, I wish I felt better. I wish you did too, but you need the word. Because right? we're not living by how we feel. We're not living by what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. We're living by what he said. And when we're living that way, let me tell you, nothing is impossible. I think the Bible says nothing is impossible to him that believes. That's your commitment level. Increase your commitment. Watch what God, well, why are we preaching this today? Because God's getting ready to do some amazing things in your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God's getting ready to do some amazing things in your life and in your home and in your finances and in your marriages and, and in your body and in your mind. The enemy's going to come and he's going to try to stir that up. He's going to try to agitate. He's going to try to move you. He's going to try to shake you. No, you stand firm and you stand strong. You refuse to be moved. Amen? Amen. Close your book. Bow your head. Let's